If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get around to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Ted Wagner. Support Switchcraft and my other content over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Thank you, patrons. If you're looking for ways to support the show, there's a lot of ways that you can do that. Just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Once you're there, you're going to, going to see a whole list of things that you can do to help out. Uh, whatever works for you works for me. Again, that URL is runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Thank you. Frogger, Sega's arcade game, now a home video game from Parker Brothers, the ones to beat. Ever since the Nintendo Switch was announced, there have been lots of people asking, when are we getting virtual console? And Nintendo kind of answered that when they said that we're looking at virtual console when we see uh, things like the NES classic or the super Nintendo classic and Nintendo kind of wanted to funnel people toward um, the uh, Nintendo switch online uh, subscription, which gives you access to a growing, a very slowly growing, but a growing library of Nintendo entertainment system games. And that's all fine and good, but, what about other companies? What about uh, other games from other companies? Games like, um, I don't know, Centipede or games like Sonic the Hedgehog. And that's that's where I actually, I kind of think that the, the demise of the virtual console has actually kind of been a good thing for consumers. And a lot of people will be like, what are you, crazy? I, now I have to buy everything all over again. Well, yes, that's true. But it kind of took the shackles off. Up until the Switch, if a gaming company wanted to sell a retro game on a Nintendo console, they usually had to go through the virtual console. And doing it through the virtual console meant that we had to wait around for Nintendo to say, yeah, go ahead. And it was kind of, I don't know, it was kind of lame. Um, they always rolled everything out at a snail's pace over there. With the Switch, we've had a lot of retro games available on the Switch. Um, the the first-party Nintendo ones have been the ones that are lacking, but the third-party stuff, we've been getting a lot of that stuff. Uh, we we have the, um, the SNK 40th Anniversary Collection. We have the, oh, I'm going to, the Namco Museum. Uh, that's another collection of retro games. We have... Uh, the Sega Genesis Classics, which has a whole bunch of really great games. And then we have all of the things that have been remade by, I want to say Hamster is the name of the company that's been remaking all of these old arcade games for the Nintendo Switch. And then on top of that, we also have uh, Nintendo bringing out their weird uh, arcade games that have never been released before. Games like... Um, 
oh god what was the name oh like punch out like they they released a version of the arcade version of punch out on the nintendo switch well it looks like we are going to get another collection this one comes from atari and it is called the atari flashbacks classic uh this is a collection of 150 atari favorites all in one bundle uh, so the key features here are 150 classic Atari 2600, 5200, and arcade games. Uh, play seminal Atari titles including Asteroids, Centipedes, Missile Command, Pong, Tempest, Warlords, and many more. And this is where things get interesting. Online and local multiplayer. Battle for arcade supremacy against friends online or at home. It'll also have online leaderboards. Uh, compare your high scores with players from around the world. Uh, they says that it's designed to take advantage of the Nintendo Switch's greatest features. I don't know what those greatest features are. I'm going to assume that they are not using motion control, but are instead uh, taking advantage of like HD Rumble or something like that. I think that HD Rumble would make sense and would be really cool. And uh, I, I'm not sure what other greatest features that they could be referring to. And then a brand new interface uh, redesigned to recreate the greatest classics arcade experience. So looking at that, it seems pretty rad. Um, the price for this is actually kind of expensive. And I know it's 150 games, but... A lot of the Atari games were pretty trash. They just weren't very good. And I'm sure that, that some of these 150 games are hot garbage. However, you know, it, I, I always say that if, if a developer gives you the opportunity to buy uh, retro video games that otherwise are really hard to get a hold of without pirating them, then you should do so. $40 does seem a little steep because many of these are just clones of each other, but I really like the idea that I could sit down and play Combat, for instance, which is a game that I had in my Atari 2600 uh, many hours. My brothers and I would sit down and fight each other in our little tanks. Uh, one of our favorite modes was to make it so that the tanks were invisible and they only showed up when they shot. Uh, I always thought that, that was really cool. And I would love to be able to play those games, games like that, like combat, um, online against other people. I think that that's really cool. And this is the kind of thing that makes me say that it's actually maybe a good thing that the virtual console is gone. Because in the in the days of the virtual console, I don't know that we would have seen something like this come out. Um, in my opinion, this seems like a, a good, a good, not a good deal because again, $40 seems a little expensive, but it's definitely something that is on my wish list. Like I went into the Nintendo switch eShop and added it to my wish list. So, um, you know, maybe I'll get some eShop gift cards or something for Christmas and I'll be able to, uh, buy it but you know spending money uh, this close to Christmas probably not the best idea however I think it's cool what do you guys think when you've lost your last man 
Hold A and B to continue where you left off. Do this before the title screen appears. So we were talking in the Twitch chat uh, between recording segments about, you know, first party games and how Nintendo didn't have a lot of first party games this year. And it got me thinking about how I almost feel that it is a little unfair to Nintendo for them to get compared to the other... I don't even know how to really say this. Nintendo is just one company. And people, for some reason, expect Nintendo, which is, again, just one company, to put out so many games every year. It almost seems ridiculous. I mean, you look at Xbox, and they they might have a bunch of... um uh, developers that they've brought in house uh, that they've gone out and purchased. They have lots of developers to put out all of the first party games that are on Xbox and Sony does the same thing. They went out and they purchased a bunch of developers in order to make their first party games. You know, the games that are published by Sony or on Xbox, the games that are published by Microsoft and Nintendo is one company. You know, they're one company, and because they're also a hardware manufacturer, they also get compared to PlayStation and Microsoft. And, and people complain, not that that's really what was happening in chat, but, but people complain that there's not enough from Nintendo. I feel like they forget that Nintendo is not a conglomeration of a lot of different developers. Nintendo is one developer, and... If they put out too much stuff, then that would be a bunch of garbage that we really don't want anyway. So that would be bad for not just the industry as a whole, but also for us Nintendo fans who want really good games from Nintendo that are focused on the fun. So I, I was just kind of thinking about that after somebody had said something in Twitch chat, and I wanted to bring that up. And that's why Nintendo had, I don't want to say a lackluster year, Um because I played a lot of really, really great games on the Nintendo Switch this year, and I had a blast with those games. Most of them were not made by Nintendo. Most of them were made by some other company. This was the year of third-party games, and at the end of the day, I feel like Nintendo had a pretty decent year, and everybody keeps comparing it to last year, Last year was insane. Last year was uh, unprecedented, the amount of of stuff that Nintendo brought out. And that's because they went quiet at the end of the life cycle of the Wii U and didn't put out anything for a really long time. Uh, they were saving that stuff up for the Nintendo Switch. And I, I, I don't think it's possible for Nintendo to have another year like they did last year. Although, that that being said, there's this um, image that's floating around on Reddit. I saw it the other day. And let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, but basically, it was showing the lineup of stuff that's going to be coming to uh, Nintendo Switch next year in 2019. And let me see if I can... Oh, here we go. Uh, I'll bring it up on the... If you're 
if you're um, listening to the podcast, sorry, but I'm going to bring it up on the screen here for a second. It says 2019 is going to be an insane year for the Switch. So these are confirmed 2019 exclusives, although I use that word confirmed um, with big quotes because some of these could get delayed and that's just something that you have to deal with. So Pokemon Generation 8 is coming next year. Animal Crossing, uh, a lot of people have been looking forward to that. Yoshi's Crafted World, Luigi's Mansion 3, Fire Emblem 3 Houses, Town, which is uh, a game from the same develop from the developers of Pokemon, Game Freak. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts, which was like that first thing, that weird dance rhythm game that they showed off at the Game Awards a uh, week ago or so. Uh, Demon X Machina, which that's that weird like uh, mech suit uh, shootery kind of game that they showed off at E3. I think that's what they opened E3's uh, direct with this year. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 and then Travis Strikes Again. Uh, confirmed ports or multi-platform uh, games that are coming in 2019. We've got Super Mario Brothers uh, U Deluxe, which is actually a combination of Super Mario Brothers U and Super Luigi U. I th- I'm going to be picking that up. Uh, that seems awesome, and I never played Super Luigi U, so that's a win-win. And I'll tell you this, Super Mario um, Del- uh, U was a great game. Absolutely fantastic uh, side-scrolling platformer. You should definitely check it out. Final Fantasy 7, 9, 10, 10, 2, 12, and Crystal Chronicles. Of all of those, I'm probably excited most about Crystal Chronicles. We've got Dragon Quest Eleven, Dragon Quest Builders 2, two not Tool, uh, Tales of Vesperia, Resident Evil 1, 4, and 0. Why, why are they picking those numbers? That's weird. Uh, Doom Eternal. Uh, then we've got Mortal Kombat 11, which was announced at the Game Awards. Team Sonic Racing and Crash Team Racing. The Poor Man and the Poorer Man's version of Super Mario Kart. I'm not interested in those games. Uh, they're bringing the Ace Attorney Trilogy to the Nintendo Switch. I've never played any of those. Maybe I'll check them out. The rumored exclusives would be Metroid Prime 4, Bayonetta 3, Shin Megami Tensei 5, and rumored 2019 ports would be Persona 5. Everybody's jumping on the bandwagon because Joker from Persona 5 uh, is brought into Switch, so everyone, myself included, is assuming that that game will be brought to the Switch as well. Uh, Skyward Sword HD, I've talked about this quite a few times. I'm not going to get into it again. I think it's 50-50 whether or not we get that. Uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy, that's a no-brainer. Nintendo has to bring the Metroid Prime Trilogy to the Nintendo Switch, especially if they're going to be bringing Metroid Prime 4 later this year. And then Notable Indies, the untitled goose game, Jeanne de Clue Detective U. My friend Pedro, Slay the Spire, and Super Meat Boy Forever. That's a lot of games. And those are just the ones that are standing out to most people. We're not really even talking about the third-party games that have not yet been announced. So even though this year was not a huge year for first-party Nintendo games, this year has had lots of games to play on the Switch, and next year looks to be even more interesting. Um, I kind of meandered a little bit, little bit there. I'm not sure if I made my point, but you co- you all can let me know what you think. 
like a week can't go by without some gaming company doing something stupid. And this week, it's EA's turn. Although, I will say this, most weeks, it seems to be EA's turn, but it seems to be EA's turn again this week. Uh, EA was, uh, well, they make FIFA, which is the basically the soccer game for video games. And they have this um, this thing called Footmas, uh, because, you know, football, Footmas. Uh, so it's like a some kind of deal where you can do a bunch of stuff. Let me let me tell you exactly what's going on. Uh, it's a big deal for the FIFA community. Basically, what it adds is challenges uh, for day, daily challenges. So every day you can log in, do something, and get a, a reward for that. You can get uh, themed SBCs. I don't know what an SBC is. Um, themed daily and weekly objectives, kind of like when you go into Fortnite and uh, they're like, go kill three dudes with a shotgun or land in all of the places, you know, that kind of stuff. And it all, you know, it, it gives, uh, it breathes a lot of life into games where it basically stays the same all the time. Uh, people play the same exact way over and over and over again because the gameplay is compelling. But um, the, the companies want to give players a reason to come back because if you're not playing all the time, then you'll drop off and you'll stop playing and you won't come back. And that's not in the best interest of the pocketbooks of these companies. So they try and entice people to come back with events like Footmas. And I think that that's a great idea. Good for them. I wish I wish Nintendo would do things like this more often. I know that they do it with Splatoon. Um, I would love to see this kind of thing happening in Smash where, you know, at, at Christmas time, uh, you could fight against a bunch of dudes and get a Santa hat for for Mario or something like that kind of thing. Or, you know, kind of replicate what happens in um, Overwatch where uh, you have different skins that you can get for different characters that you could just pay with, pay with gold for. Uh, it would give us more to, to spend our gold on that we earn in the game and it would it get people to keep playing. But I've gone off the tracks again. Let's get back on the tracks. Let's let's talk about why I'm talking about FIFA, a game which I've never played and probably will never play because it's a sports game and it's a soccer game, and those two things I'm not interested in the least. Um, Footmas is being tweeted out uh, about um, by EA. They're like, Footmas is here. Um, people are excited. And then in the small print... EA says that the themed daily and weekly objectives are not available on Nintendo Switch. So they're available on all the other platforms, but not Switch. This is yet again another example of EA treating Nintendo Switch owners like second-class citizens. It's ridiculous. And apparently EA didn't tell Nintendo this because Nintendo is tweeting out images like the one that I'm showing in the YouTube video it says, it's Footmas time on FIFA 19 for Nintendo Switch. Get a huge pack of promotions and exclusive themed kits during this festive period. But it's not available. This is basically false advertising. I'm not sure exactly who's at fault here. If I were to guess, I would say probably EA. EA is probably at fault here. 
But then again, it, it, it could just be, you know, one hand not knowing what the other one is doing. So I think it's ridiculous that EA is not putting the same modes on all of the platforms, especially because this is not the kind of mode that depends on having the best hardware. You don't need to have the best graphics to do these extra things. So not putting it on Nintendo Switch just seems lazy. It's almost like the only reason that they made a FIFA game for the Nintendo Switch is because it's they're contractually obligated to make a FIFA game on every platform. And once they made that first one on the Switch, it was pretty easy to do a couple of tweaks to bring 19 in to replace 18. At least, I, I don't know. I don't know much about FIFA, but I do know that this seems like false, false, false advertising false advertising and is going to alienate a lot of players so fifa or not fifa ea get your shop in order man what the hell people in the industry say nintendo simply has the best game there's a demo out on the eShop that you can go and download right now and check out and that demo is for fitness boxing for the nintendo switch i downloaded it this morning i put the the straps on my Joy-Cons so that they don't fall out of my hands. I stood up, pushed my chair off to the side and punched the air punched the air if I could talk that'd be great. Uh punched the air for a little while and actually it's kind of fun. It really is kind of fun. Um so basically I will say this the it was kind of hard to understand the voice of the woman who was giving me directions in like, she kept saying weird things that I couldn't quite make out. Now I, I, I thought maybe I'd get a little sweaty playing this. So I didn't have my, you know, I didn't put on my nice headphones because these are not sweat proof headphones and uh, the switch doesn't support Bluetooth. So I couldn't use my, um, my, my headphones that would be sweatproof so i didn't have headphones on and if for those of you that don't know i have pretty severe hearing loss in my left ear and my right ear also has some hearing loss so i couldn't quite make out what she was saying and i'm not sure if that's just because i have crappy hearing or because it just was poorly done i'm not sure playing the game i would say it's more like guitar hero than boxing if that makes sense i mean yeah you're throwing punches and they you know they call the punches straight punches and jabs and and hooks and things like that but basically you've got these two uh things one for your left hand one for your right hand these two circles and then up from the bottom rise the uh the things and they've got music playing like i was punching the air uh, to some song by Lady Gaga. Uh, it it might help people enjoy it more if you are somebody who likes pop music. I really don't like pop music. I like other stuff. I tend to listen to a lot of everything that's old. I don't tend to listen to very much new music unless it's like chiptunes and things like that. But my musical tastes aside... I found the game to be fun. Now, is it $50 worth of fun? I don't know. Maybe. 
I feel like this isn't something that would hold my attention for very long. But if you are somebody who doesn't have, like, if you just want to have uh, a way to do a quick workout every day, they have all that stuff built in. Like, there's a little calendar, and you can say how long you want your workout to be. And if you're look like, if you're somebody that doesn't like to go running or doesn't live in a place where you can go outside and exercise because you know the outside's trying to kill you with, with um all of the things that are out there. I mean, we invented inside for a reason, didn't we? And if you don't have like a, an, a way to work out indoors, this seems like a good, a good way to check it out. I, I don't know. I thought it seemed kind of fun. I, I enjoyed it for a little bit, but I don't think it would hold my attention. I'm curious. Uh, I'd like it if you guys could check out the demo and let me know what you guys think of the game. Like I, I I'll just finish up by saying, it was fun, and that surprised me. Powerball! Music for today's episode of Switchcraft can be found over at runjumpstomp.com slash music. The music today was featuring Tony Lay's. Uh, it's called The 7th Town featuring Robuga. Uh, make sure that you check out their stuff. Again, that URL is runjumpstomp.com slash music. Don't forget that if you want to check out the full show, come watch live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. I also have a YouTube channel that you can check out. I also have other podcasts you can check out. The podcasts can be found at anchor.fm slash runjumpstomp as well as anchor.fm slash 78 degrees. Make sure you check those out. Subscribe to them. If you haven't reviewed the uh, Switchcraft on uh, Apple Podcasts, that would be really awesome if you did. If you're enjoying the show, give it a review. I really appreciate everyone who already has. I read every single one. Thank you. Uh, big thank you to everybody who's done that already. Again, if you want to support the show, head over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. All the links there help me create more content like this. Uh, thanks to everybody who's already supported the show. I'm out of here. I'll see you next time. Stay awesome.